Hey, what's up, podcast? It's Jeff, and this is a special bonus episode of Teach Better Talk. This is the audio pulled from one of our daily drop-ins. That's right, the daily drop-ins are back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, August 3rd to August 14th. We're here to support you, dropping in every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time over on Facebook and our Facebook group over on Twitter, Periscope, on YouTube, and on Twitch. So join us every morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and enjoy this bonus episode. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Teach Better team. I feel like you guys have heard me say that a million times on videos. Uh, We are finally kicking off our second session in our daily drop-in series which is all focused on back to school. So I hope you guys caught yesterday. Uh, Caitlin and I had like the goofiest time. So thank you for bearing with us answering the goofiest questions you guys had. But that's the whole point of our daily drop-in. We were trying to brainstorm as a Teach Better team what we can do to help you feel more confident, help you keep that solution-focused mindset, and also just be here as brainstorming partners as you encounter hurdles. So good morning, good morning, good morning. We're so glad you're here. And we have an amazing group. That's here to join us. We have Dave Schmidow, Robert Breyer, and Jamie White. We are so glad that you all chose to be here. Uh, Before we get started with, I want to do introductions. Guys, I have so many ideas. These are like my favorite leaders ever, all in one screen. But as we get started, um, just as a reminder, our daily drop-in is a very safe space to ask questions. And so every single one of the people on the screen is an educator. Every single person that joins our daily drop-in wants you to be successful and wants to help in any way possible. So as we introduce ourselves, as we share a little bit about what we each do in education and how we can best support you, please remember, questions are fair game. So type them in there and we'll do our best to read the comments and uh, respond to everybody. So uh, Jamie, will you start us off? I'm so glad you're here. Will you tell us a little about yourself and introduce yourself? Oh, we lost Jamie. Let's go to Dave Schmidow. <laughs> Jamie did not want to introduce herself for some reason. She'll um, be back. She'll be back. She'll be back for sure. Yeah. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Dave Schmidow joining you from Michigan. Super, super, super excited to, to join this all-star cast here today and just talk and, and share with you. I, I'm sure everybody that's here kind of already knows me because I am a Teach Better Team stalker. Um, I... Cool. creeper, um, whatever it is, I follow everything you guys do. And I'm just super pumped to to be live today. Love it. Robert, you want to introduce yourself as well? Uh, I'm Rob Breyer. I'm the principal down here in North Carolina at a small Cameron Elementary School. And it is uh, a pleasure to be here. You know, it's kind of strange to be sitting here with Ray and Dave all at the same time. And I mean, who could ask for a better morning? So I appreciate you all having me on. Well, I appreciate you guys being here. I know Jamie's going to pop in super soon. Uh, I know the internet's so so goofy sometimes. Let's see if we can get her in here. Jamie, you with us? Hi. How y'all doing this morning? Good, good, good. Would you uh, mind um, uh, a little about yourself? Oh, sure. I'm uh, Jamie Fowler-White. I'm an assistant principal at uh, Bruce Elementary uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I um I run a um a broadcast for teachers. I have a podcast and a web page and I'm writing a book 
Uh, it's called Educator Reflection Tips. It'll be out in about 10 days. I'm on my last. Wow. It is in my last four chapters, so I'm excited about that. I know, right? So it's going to be great. Um, I just so like, exciting. yeah. So I've, I've been in education for 23 years. Um, I, I was a teacher for um, 13, an instructional coach for nine, and I'm going into my third year as an assistant principal, so I'm excited. Man, I was so thrilled. You know, each one of you, you're both, you're all so active in the Teach Better team, whether you actually are popping into live videos or you're joining our administrative mastermind that we're able to do every single week with leaders across the world. I was so excited when you all chose to come on for a daily drop-in because obviously we can answer any education questions because you all are fabulous educators, but also to get some perspective on leadership and, and those types of elements as well for our daily drop-in. I'm just so thrilled. So as people are like typing all their questions, they want to be able to ask us the craziest things. Did you guys catch yesterday's? Because we answered really a lot of questions on television shows. It was all about friends, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I saw. Yeah. <laughs> you made me want to go watch uh, television. I didn't watch all those shows. I love <laughs> friends, though. Yeah. No, it's so good. And so, like, that's really when we think about what the daily drop in's all about. Like, yes, of course, we can answer questions that are about education, but. Also, we really just want to make sure that we start the morning off strong for people with the right energy and the right mindset. Dave, I know that you popped in uh, pretty consistently when we did our daily drop-in in the spring, and you talked about how it became kind of a part of your routine. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, today, for those watching, we're going to be talking Ozark. So get your Ozark questions ready. Um, that's where we're going. So um, yeah, the, you know, it, Teach Better Team, I'm, I'm looking at the, the list of people that are here right now. I see like Livia's here. And Livia mm -hmm. is somebody that puts me to shame in terms of being like a Teach Better groupie. Because I swear Livia sets her alarm by whenever you guys are going live. Whenever you broadcast, she throws an alarm in there. But that's kind of how I was when back in March, April, May, you guys gave me a reason to wake up smiling in the morning. I'd go grab my cup of coffee and I'd sit down and just hang out with you guys. And it's better than Good Morning America. It's better than the Today Show. I didn't have to hear about pandemic spikes or anything going on. I was just, let's learn about how to keep going and smiling and moving and grooving. So um, that's why I appreciate you guys. This is this is amazing. So fun. Jamie, I know you've been in the Teach Better family, I feel like, forever. But I really started loving connecting with you even at, at a deeper level when you started joining the admin masterminds that right now that those happen uh, Tuesday at two o'clock so or two o'clock central, so three o'clock Eastern. But um, what what do you think about those? Is that the first time that you had gotten involved with the team? Are you involved in other elements as well? Tell me more. Um, so I actually also started watching you in the morning. Um, for your daily drop-ins, you just bring just such a calm to us. And I just know you just sit there with your cup of coffee and go, okay, well, what are we going to talk about today? And I was like, oh, this is fun. Let me see. Um, and so um, I didn't join the mastermind until um, the sudden school closures. I was actually, um, I've always been following um, Teach Better on Twitter. And I got this um, email that said, oh, we're having an administrative mastermind. I was like, oh, what is that? I need to go and see what that is. Maybe somebody can help me think through what we're going to do um, because um, it was just so up in the air as to whether or not we would start virtually or whether or not we would go in person or we were going to do both. And I was like, how are we going to do that? Um, and so I like to bring calm 
to my teachers. And so I just needed some thought partners. I love the administrator mastermind. It's just, it's my favorite part of the week. I, I actually set my alarm for it every week. And I like, even if I'm in another meeting, I'll just tell them I got to mute you and I got to go to my meeting. I got to go talk to my friends so we can figure out what we're supposed to do. Um, and so it's just, it's wonderful. I'm so glad, Jamie. And that's the best part of, to be honest, the mastermind kind of runs like the daily drop-in. I don't mean, I mean, obviously they're a little different, but the admin mastermind with, by the way, if you're like an educational leader and you're watching right now, come join us. It's at teachbetter.com slash mastermind. And you can register to get the link every single week. It's the same link. It's super easy. The times will be changing a little bit because as we go into school, we want to make sure that it's conducive for everyone's schedule. But the whole point of it was just to like create a safe space to ask questions. And Jamie, you're so active in showing up every single week. We all go around and introduce ourselves. We share celebrations. And then people just throw out ideas. They throw out hurdles or questions. And it's just a great spot to hear from educators all over the place. And I really love that you always contribute something that allows people to either grow or be brainstorming partners with you. I mean, that's the culture that we want to create in our schools. I know, Rob, you've been involved in a lot of those. Um, and I know that, you know, you've popped in and continue to share so many resources. How do you feel about those admin masterminds that you've been involved in? I enjoy the admin mastermind. I love getting to know other leaders and I love hearing the different tales that they have. And I'm like, and hear the different struggles because oftentimes like in this role, we're doing a lot of the stuff by ourselves. And so it's really interesting to hear other people's perspectives and how they're handling situations. And so it's really kind of helped me and my creativity and to kind of get over some of the barriers that I'm facing by hearing other people's tales. And it's really kind of helped push me forward in the stuff that I'm looking to do here at my school. So I love listening to you guys. I love the energy that you bring to a room. Um, and it doesn't matter. Like I, I absolutely love when you did 24 hours live and I was on that thing. 24, 24. Was it it 24 was 12. 24. I hope Jeff Gargas is listening. It felt like 72 <laughs> hours. It was only 12. Well, I thought that was coming. So the, 20, the, the 72 hour show was coming, isn't it? No. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure that's what Jeff told me. So maybe you just don't know about it yet. So, but I did enjoy that. Like, and it was a really nice way to have my day. Like I had you on the background and it really kind of helped, you know, because we're doing, you know, 7 a.m. till 530 at night. And that's our hours during the summer. And so it's really like a long day. So it was really nice to have you all in there. And it was just so inspiring to hear all these different people getting on and talking. And, you know, like I've gotten to know Dave now through you guys. Like I didn't know Dave before this. And so I didn't know Jamie before this. And so it was really been a big help. And they're both strong leaders and getting their ideas and their expertise and just listening to them share has just been really inspiring for me. So, you know, thank you to all of you. I just want to give a little shout out. You all know that I would never agree to 24 hours live. 12 hours was so challenging, but I'm sure that Jeff Gargas has a plan to be like, hey, Ray, will you come live for an hour on Tuesday? And so I'll come into StreamYard and he'll be like, 24 hours, here we go. And you know that's going to happen. And I'm excited to see yeah. that it's off right now and everybody's talking about 24 hours. So this, is, this is the kickoff, right? 23 more hours to go. That's right, that's right, yeah. You, know what? you got it, you got this. I would, I would love to kick off any sort of like live marathon with all of you. So that's all, that's fine with me. If this is how it would start, that would be fine. Um, I, you know what? I, I do have to say, I know that people um, are posting questions. I want to make sure we get to these. Um, so if you have a question about anything in education, right? Like 
classroom, leadership question, community question, parent communication, students, feel free to post it here. The daily drop-in is, like we said, it's just a safe space to connect, to ask questions. We can talk about TV shows. You do whatever you need. Um, but I do want to know, before we get too serious, did you pick your friend's character, guys? Do you know what friend's character you would be? What, where are you at with that? Like, who would I identify myself as or who would other people identify me as? Because oh, if I had the choice, I would go with Joey Tribbiani all day long. But I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of other people might go with Ross for me. So I don't know. Ooh. I would probably get Chandler. Hmm. Why do you think that? Um, R Ross is always thinking. He's overthinking things. Joey's just living life. And that's how I want to be. I want to just live life and freewheel it. But Ross has to have everything figured out and mapped out. And um, I don't know. Chandler, Chandler's that sweet spot in between, I guess. That's cool. He really was, yes. Um, I think maybe that would be Rachel. Yeah, see, that's what I picked for me yesterday. We were, I like that, Jamie. We'd be like the same. I like that. Yeah, that's just because you were working yeah. for Ralph Lauren, too, right? That's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. totally true. Um, I do want to kind of note this. I know Nikki is making a joke about the 24 hour live, but actually, this is a great question that we can start with. Um, and then I do see other questions that I want to make sure we get to. Nikki's talking about how her favorite self-care is sleep. And so she's not sure how she feels about 24 hour live. What do you guys do for self-care? Like, to be honest, I know you guys are so busy between your roles in education. You also each have your own projects you're working on between books and podcasts. And holy cow, I can't keep up with you. And I feel like that's saying something. So um, what type of self-care do you do? Jamie, will you start us off? What, what's kind of your go-to? Lately, I've actually been um, doing uh, puzzles. Um, they relax my brain. Um, I um, my husband used to do them like all the time. I was like, "What are you doing?" He would just sit there for hours, just trying to put the pieces together. And um, when the school closures came, I was like, "Oh my God, there's so many hours in a day. Like, how am I going to fill them?" And it was stressing me. And so uh, to relax, I started. Buying us, I bought us puzzles with our favorite movies. I bought us puzzles with vacation spots. And so um, it takes my mind off the world because I just, I tell people, um, I just take it one piece at a time until I complete it. And then I just feel accomplished, you know, when you complete it. And so, um, so that's what um, I've been doing. I'm currently working on one right now filled with candy so I can feel this very sweet and and I can see the suckers and all the different candles like, oh, maybe I need to go get some of those today. And it's just giving me just a new feel each time I put a different puzzle together. Uh, so I love it. Rob, are, you, are you a puzzle guy? I'm not a puzzle guy. No. Um, so honestly, like my self-care routine it before used to be like I usually get up about quarter or four in the morning and I go to the gym and or go for a run, do something like that, and then get ready for school and, and get going. But now with the pandemic, like all the gyms have closed. And so like our gyms still haven't opened. So now my big thing is like, you know, I come to work and then I go home and I, you know, I take my kids and my, my wife and we all go for a long walk and we walk down to the lake and walk around the lake and just kind of enjoy being in nature and just kind of just enjoy each other's company. Um, you know, after a long day at work, being around the kids is just like, it's like one of the most energetic things you can do. And so they just kind of like, get me revitalized. And then when we get home, like you get everybody settled, get them to bed. 
and then I'm right back at it doing whether it's podcasting or you know work for getting school ready to open it you know you just got to find something that powers you and gets you through yeah Dave I feel like that must resonate with you super well because you love being outside you're very athletic you just took this great trip to what was it Vermont that you were Vermont. in like, yeah 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 so um a, a lot of that is like the, ther the therapy for me just being able to get away and uh process my own thoughts and um I, I run not necessarily because I, I think it makes me physically healthy but just simply so I can get away so I can have some time to, to ponder my thoughts but you know yesterday when you and Caitlin were talking, you you articulated something that I've been wrestling with for a long time and you, you like nailed it. And I don't know if you were necessarily even talking self-care, but you just talked about how you're going live all the time now, just kind of sharing your thoughts just to try to get them out there. Because when you get them out of your head, it's therapeutic for you and then you can learn from other people. And that's kind of what I've been doing lately. It's for self-care because when stuff is just permeating in my own head, I drive myself crazy. But when you can just get it out there and get it out of your head and then get other people to, to weigh in in the comments or um, even just in some dialogue, it is so therapeutic. So that, that's kind of where I am right now, just trying to, to purge my own thoughts and share them with other people as often as I can. Well, and I like that. I mean, Jeff Gargas made uh, a joke in the, the comments about, you know, like how you grade in, right? Like talking <laughs> about Zoe, like how you doing. And that's so perfect because I was just going to say, I'm like, Dave, I feel like you're live all the time. And I get that comment all the time about me. People are like, what's Ray up to? She's probably live. Like this is the new like tagline for making fun of Ray. But I actually think, Dave, you can put me to the to the test. I'm just saying, every time I log on, there's either a video that just finished about you supporting somebody about grading or something in education, or there's one coming up and it's like, get ready, log on to the video type thing. So I love it. It, it really is. It's the goal to, I, I know that I grow when people respond back, either they, they push back or they ask questions and that's what I'm trying to do. And right now with quarantine, I feel like um, we're getting into this new phase where we we're probably gonna be locked down again soon. So I want to try to continue to grow any way I can. And I want people to, to get into the practice of engaging and questioning. And you, you talked about the mastermind, which is this afternoon as well. That's what's so amazing about that is it reminds us all it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to say, I don't know at times and to get a little bit of pushback so we can all grow. So, Well, and I think it's so perfect. This is a, a question we're going to talk about next with Kristen, uh, dealing with opening schools. So she says, so here's something I'm thinking about. The current situation is a chance to make big changes in education, mm -hmm. but with schools only just starting to finalize plans, how do we not slip back into panic mode and emergency teaching? I'm worried about this. You know, I really love this question for our group here because each and every one of you are incredible leaders. And when I say leaders, I don't just mean in your titles, right? Like, yes, you are leading buildings. Yes, you are supporting educators, but you're doing that so much farther than just the four buildings or four walls of your buildings. You're doing that through social media and, and doing a lot as well. And a lot of teachers myself included, those of us in the classroom are concerned about this being proactive versus reactive, right? In the spring, we were extremely reactive and there was no way to be proactive. And I think a lot of educators were extremely hopeful that in the fall, you know what, we're going to be a few months in, we'll know what's going on, it'll be fine. The truth is we don't. It's the same, you know, really challenging time that we're in. And while it, it does get better in certain spaces, it's still overwhelming. 
So what would be your feedback for Kristen? She really wants to make sure she's doing well, but she wants to make sure that she doesn't slip into that panic mode of not, um, not giving her best for students that's rooted in that best practice like a typical teacher would in a typical situation uh, just to do what's best for their kids. I don't know who wants to start with this one. I mean, I'll go. It's, uh, to me, it's about yeah. setting an atmosphere of taking risks and, and trying new things and really making sure that, you know, in our school buildings that we're doing everything we can to make sure the teachers feel comfortable and that they have open reins. This is a whole, whole new ball game for all of us. And so we're all learning together and I'm trying to model my own learning for my, for my teachers and my community. In fact, um, the other day, like I was on with Ray was doing about Bitmoji classrooms and just the day before I created my own Bitmoji office. And so I published that for my, for my community and my staff to see and trying just different things. Um, it blew up in my face and it didn't, all the links didn't work and, but that was okay. I went back, I adjusted and I took the feedback and I rebuilt it. But that's what it's all about. It's taking those chances and just trying new things. And my biggest concern, and you know, like Kristen, I'm worried about, you know, all our desks have to be separated. We're all back with just single desk and they're all six feet apart and we're almost in the rows again. And it, it's almost going back to like the 40s and 50s education. And like that scares me. And I'm, I'm trying to make sure that our teachers are not going to get into that mode of going back to just pure lecture teaching. Like we really need to encourage them to find different ways to engage kids, find different activities, try new things. So we have really been pushing here, um, really working on finding more type STEM-based activities um, and really kind of tying those back in. We're going to be using the grid method and tying in really challenging activities. So there's going to be some stuff where it's going to be some lecture-based and some just activities, but then it's also going to be kids creating and building. And I think that's the best way you're going to get kids active and engaged and wanting to be online. The same atmosphere that we create at our school that makes kids want to come here is what we have to create online. And you have to give them the autonomy to, to figure out how they're going to do that and how they're going to create and let them be creative. Jamie, any thoughts that you want to add to that to, to speak to Kristen's um, concerns here? Uh, all I can just I'll do is remind Kristen to keep the main thing the main thing and that's the children. And so if you are just focused on the children, and uh, teaching them, then you won't go back into the emergency panic mode. I mean, you know what you do best in this instruction. And if you just think about that, you'll do always do what's best for children. That's all. That's totally true. I like that. Dave, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm going to go back to something you said, where you said um, we were reacting and it was very hard to be proactive. And I, I would actually argue that like Chad Oshrowski says all the time that actually some of us were kind of proactive in this. We didn't see the pandemic coming. We didn't see us closing down. We didn't see all that. However, there were a lot of people out there that were probably more prepared because they had already shifted their lens and they were already focusing on the focus and already had that mastery competency-based um, mindset going. And I would say that that's where we need to go forward as well. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of things that we don't know, but there's also quite a bit of, that we do know. We do know that teachers make the difference. We do know that we need to focus on that focus. We know that standards are only standard if they're standard. Standards aren't standard if, if you're virtual and a different standard if you're face-to-face. -face. Standards are standard. So if you address that, you know, something I talked about yesterday in one of those multiple lives was the idea that um, it's a lot easier for a teacher to really focus in on that focus. If you, if you think about teaching and you get 
overwhelmed face-to-face thinking about the number of things you have to teach kids. You think in any given year, there's a hundred things I have to teach kids. Well, you, you Oftentimes you resort back to, I'm going to find one way to teach a hundred things to kids. But if you can focus and say, I'm going to identify my top 10 list and come up with 10 different ways to teach 10 things that you're still teaching a hundred different things, but now you're focusing on priorities and you've differentiated instruction, different, different platforms. And that goes to the heart of what, what, uh, what Rob was just saying too. You don't want to get back to that lecture mode. And that's what I'm afraid of that we're going to teach some kids face-to-face and then we'll simply record us lecturing a bunch of other kids. We're going to get back to teaching the standards, if you will, but doing it from a a dull, boring, monotonous stand behind a lectern or sit behind my desk and just give kids information. That's not what we need. We've got Alexa. We've got Siri for that. We need teachers to work their magic and continue to be artful and just focus on those priorities. So Kristen added a, another comment here that looks like she is saying, yeah, for myself, I'm going to focus on that. But how do I make sure that I spread these ideas to my colleagues, to my PLN, to, to all that thing? I have a lot of thoughts on this, but your initial thoughts uh, for you guys, I mean, you're leaders in a building. You obviously have teachers in all different parts of their learning, just like we have students in all different components of their their mastering content. And so if you have a teacher who's saying, Hey, I want to be helpful. How do I how do I help others keep their confidence and and really try and do what's best for students? Do you have any suggestions of outlets or or strategies that they could do right now to help help the people that um, are looking for that type of insight? This is one. Yeah. And I mean, this is what this is all about. And you know, we talked about this yesterday, right? Like your podcast. Um, like that has become a part of my normal everyday routine when I send out my weekly s'more to my staff and just giving them update. I take the podcast for that week and I put it right in there. And the reason I do that is because you guys are generating so many great ideas and you're just the people you talk to are so innovative and creative. And so I'm trying to spark that interest in my staff, but really providing them with where they can get the information. Um, you know, I have my whole staff. I ask them all to sign up for the Teach Better uh, Academy. It's one of the things that we're trying to really kind of just generate those ideas and, and expose them to great teaching and great things that other people are doing. And that's really where I think that comes in. But, you know, like I agree with with Kristen, like that's a concern for, I think, a lot of leaders out there right now is how do we keep everybody pushing? Forward? How do we keep them from falling back? And I am terrified about that issue, but it's, you know, school leaders need to be present. They need to be out. They need to be in classrooms whether it's virtual, like I've asked to be added to every virtual classroom and I just check in um, and I share ideas and I'm still providing feedback just like I did when we were in school, like regular, you got to be able to take time to really kind of be there and provide that support that teachers need that they can keep pushing. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. I find that I kind of see this from two perspectives and I totally agree with you, Rob. One of them really resonates with what you were sharing is the idea of, just sharing your voice, right? It's like share resources Mm -hmm. because if you just continue to be somebody who wants to help others and share resources, then people will come to you for support when they're ready. And, you know, you can't force ideas on people, but if you're exposing uh, people consistently to just great resources and good tools that come from all over the place, not just the Teach Better team, but all over, then when they're ready to get more support, when they're ready to kind of like put their ideas into a, and wrap it in a present in a pretty little bow to deliver it to students, then they'll have so many options and so, so many brainstorming partners to help them feel successful. So I really love that that approach 
The other thing I think would be helpful, and I actually love, you know, Dame and J- Dave and Jamie for you to jump in with this as well. I think as a teacher, I'm hearing a lot of big picture philosophies, like big blanket statements, right? And and I think that's fine, right? Focus on students. Uh, you can only control what you can control. Uh, you know, like all those things, all totally great ideas, philosophies, all of that. But yesterday we discussed um, the need for us to not only provide those big, you know, general ideas, but also some really easy to do checklist items. Like, I know that it sounds silly, but sometimes in in a world that is so full of chaos, if we know we can check a box in an area and it gets us a little bit closer to what we're trying to achieve, it feels like something that's more manageable versus just this bigger arching idea that we're like, oh, but how do I do that every single moment of the day? So is there any really specific strategies that that maybe Kristen could do for her colleagues um, you know, one of them, Rob, was perfect. What you shared, like share resources constantly. What else can you do to support other educators in the building? I, I think, and I'm, I'll talk big picture real quick to, to try to narrow that focus. But a, a lot of us have, have gone through true colors training. It's one of those personality tests where we identify our color. You know, I am as green as green can be. So a green is one of those people that's logical, very analytical, always trying to figure out the process behind everything. That my 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 least um, popular or dominant color is blue, which is the emotional touchy feely type of thing, which is bizarre. I feel like I'm getting more blue, but then there's also the I orange, which is the, blue. <laughs> then there's also the orange, which is the, the active rah, rah people. And then there's the yellow, the, the, the gold, the people that have to check things off the list. I think oftentimes what we do as leaders is we identify who we are and we say, Hey, I'm successful. I, I made it. I had a good classroom. So I'm just going to lead people the way that I need to be led. And I'm going to present things in the way that I would present things. So if I'm a leader, I'm going to present things in a very logical um, system. And here's the process for everything and just hope that it makes sense to everybody. But what I need to do is almost present like a grid like we have here with the four of us. Say I need to present information and share information for those that are green, those that are gold, those are blue, those those that are orange. I need to make sure that there's some active, fun, dynamic things. Make sure I have some checklists for people. I need to make sure that I explain the process and get that get that buy-in uh, for the people that, that need to feel emotionally invested. So you just have to visually differentiate the way that you're sharing information, just like we would expect teachers to do, do so in their classrooms. Process your staff the same way. And so I would add um, that since you, once they take that test, you know the personality of each person that you work with. And so um, in my work as a coach, I found that everybody wasn't ready for every idea that I presented um, Mm -hmm. to them. And so what I started off doing originally was uh, putting together a Padlet. um, And every time I would present something, I would just drop it on the Padlet with a little blurb as to what we talked about. And I would add just a couple of things that I would like to push um, uh, teachers thinking about, but I didn't present those things. And so um, as the year went on, I found that some of my teachers said, oh yeah, you know, when I'm trying to, when I'm looking and ready to try something new, I like that when I always go on the Padlet, I can learn something new, that uh, a new strategy that I could try for my classroom. And so, um, so I've, I've continued that and part of the reason I started um, that website this summer was because I felt like during the closure, 
I wasn't able to do those drop-ins and give them those little nuggets of uh, professional development. And I know that they like to just um, learn as, they, as they're comfortable. Um, and so um, that was, that's the, you have to um, allow people to um, take in innovation a little bit at a time because no one likes um, for you to just put too much on their plate. And so for me, it was like, I made a list of all of the different things that I would like to see in the classroom. Um, and the, the um, because I talk to children all the time, so all the different modalities that children learn, and I tried to just spread them out and put a little bit here and there so that I could get um, my teachers slowly to implement some new things, because I'm always on Twitter, always learning something new, and I like to share that. And so um, I think if every school could make something like that, where teachers could just share the little nuggets. Um, and when you post it, it would have your name on there. So if people had questions or they needed something extra, they would know who the two people, the experts in the building for that would be. And I think that that, would, that is what I found to be the best um, way um, to spread innovation in a space. Um, because you just take it in a little bit at a time as you're comfortable. Um, and now they would ask, they were like, you didn't put anything new on there. Like, I, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make sure that I update it every week to make sure that you have something new, just a little nugget uh, to learn. And, I, and slowly, um, they, they've been really getting on board with it. So you just really just have to know your people is really about the relationships, knowing everybody's uh, learning style. It's just like we look at children and we put that into every lesson. I mean, as adults, we're the same way. I mean, so yeah, we're just we're, taller, just, that's we're older kids. That's it. And, and you know, yeah, if it's okay, Ray, can I respond to something Jamie just said? Um, sure. I think I think it's important for us to to do what you just described and do it so delicately. It, I've made some missteps. I've made a lot of missteps um, as a leader, and one of those missteps was I, I had a, a a great way of putting people on a pedestal. I would identify teachers that were doing the right things and teachers that were out there being extremely innovative. And I would shine that spotlight on them in the brightest possible way. And I thought that was an amazing opportunity where I was trying to say, look at this teacher out there killing it. Everybody go out there and be like Mrs. Smith or be like Mrs. Jones. And although I was doing it with the greatest of intentions, what I was doing was I was putting that teacher in a corner that they didn't necessarily want to be in. Uh, nobody wants to be that person. I mean, you might in the moment, it might feel good, but you quickly realize once you become the it person that people stop coming to you for support and coming to you for help because now you're on that team or that team or whatever the case may be. And then those other teachers that aren't being recognized start to rise up and say, hey, well, what about me? How come you didn't notice me? And that causes a little bit of, um, it, it, it erodes the trust as opposed to enhancing it. So we have to be very delicate as leaders on how we celebrate ideas, not just celebrating people. So and I totally agree. And I, oh, go ahead, Rob. I was going to build off of what Dave was saying because that's exactly, I just ran into that issue. Um, we're reading um, Monday Morning Leadership by David Cottrell. And he talks about, you know, your, your shining stars. And, and so my staff read that and we're seeing in our school improvement meeting. And they gave me that exact feedback that Dave was just talking about. Um, where, you know, you kind of like, they don't want the big celebrations. They just want like a little note in their classroom. And every time you come in, just leave them a little note or something, but having the big productions and the big celebrations isn't what they need because 
they said sometimes it backfires on the plan that we're looking to go. So I just thought that was really good advice by Dave. But I want to do something real quick because, you know, listening to Dave talk about the color, the, the whole color game that we all done in many times and what color you are. But I'm going to make a guess here because Dave's green. I know I'm orange. I'm guessing Jamie's blue. And there's no way that Bray can tell me she is not a gold. <laughs> I'm just making this guess. And tell me if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm pretty positive. Uh, yeah, I do have to say that I'm a checklist lover. Uh, are you guys not checklist people? I live on a checklist. Ray, you strike me as one of those people that you do an activity, then you go back and create a checklist just so that you can say you did it after the fact. Cross it off. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I make a checklist too. Yeah, I do. I make a checklist of all the things that I want to accomplish during the day. And it just makes you feel that when you can just get two or three things off of that list. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you know, it makes everybody feel good. Yeah, it does. It's so funny because as I'm, I know we're going to get to Jen's question. I put it up here so I wouldn't lose it because the comments are coming so fast <laughs> in the video, guys. I'm so sorry. But before we get to Jen's question, um, one of the things I really loved, and Jamie, I'm so glad that you shared it, and Dave and, and Rob, you both modeled that as well. Uh, I was had the uh, ability to be on Joshua Stamper's podcast yesterday uh, in the evening for the Aspire Mailbag with Jeff Gargas as well. And one of the things that we kept going back to in, the, in every single question that we were answering is the need for our leadership in our schools to be modeling behaviors that they want to see in the classroom, right? Like truly treat, treating our teachers like students so that they get the best instruction they need, differentiating what teachers need. And then teachers, because they've experienced being the learner and being treated that way, can take this idea and do the same type of strategies with their students, regardless of their grade level. And I love that so many and every single example you gave allows us to do that, where the teachers are not getting crappy PD because it's easier, but we're actually providing differentiation and engagement and, and this idea of, of teachers being ready for certain information and getting the support that they need in that mastery mindset in the same way that we really hope to be doing that same thing for students. So and somebody should write a book about all the stuff that teachers deserve. Seriously. Where is that? Yeah, where is that book? Actually, you know what? My book is coming in the mail today. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hey, Jamie. I can't wait to dig in. So fun. I uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited that book is out. I won't lie. It was very fun <laughs> to, work, to work on. Uh, you know, Dave, we've been talking about um, uh, assessment, too, and I feel like all I do is refer to your book because I'm like, hey, uh, there's a new book out on assessment. It's all over my social media. People are like, teachers deserve it. It's everywhere. I'm like, are you seeing Dave Schmidt's book everywhere? Because that's all I see on my newsfeed. <laughs> You taught everybody yesterday how to filter their feeds on Twitter. So feel free to filter the Schmidt stuff out, people. No, I did teach people how to filter their feeds. And then all I noticed is that my feed is all Dave Schmidt all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. We have to get to Jen's question. Jen, thank you for being so patient. I'm sorry. The comments are coming in, celebrating all that you're saying. Everybody's providing strategies. So exciting. Jen asked a really challenging question along these same lines yesterday. So I'm going to throw this at you guys. And Dave, I'm just warning you, I'm coming to you first. So make sure you curate this answer uh, in your mind. Um, but she asks, so what's the most important thing that you've learned during this difficult season? Share your wisdom with us. So what do you think is the most difficult thing that you've learned? And maybe how has that made you a better educator for this fall? Um, well, there's, there's a lot that has been learned. 
uh, during the season. I think what, what this season has done is it's magnified a lot of things. Um, in, in my life, it hasn't necessarily created new obstacles. It's just magnified things that maybe I, I tried to hide from myself for a long time or that other people already knew and they just were kind of exposed. And probably the biggest one for me was that I can't do this alone. And by this, I mean anything and everything, whether it's life, whether it's work, whether it's learning, I can't do it alone. And in this time, this season of the last, I guess, four or five months now, there's been a lot of opportunities for any of us and all of us to be alone and to try to chart this course by ourselves. And uh, we're realizing very, very quickly, you can't do it. You, you can't do anything successfully by yourself. We need to continue to lean into other people and say, help, be willing to expose your vulnerabilities, say, I don't know more often. I think one of the reasons that, going back to the earlier question, one of the reasons that uh, we have so many people stressing out and feeling so anxious is because so many people are trying to step up and come up with the answer to things as opposed to being willing to say, I don't know, let's figure this out together. You don't have to have the answers. You just got to be willing to listen and grow together. Rob, what are your thoughts on on this? What's the most important thing you've learned? So, you know, through all this and just the rapid changes and everything, every day things are just changing. And so everybody keeps talking about flexibility. You have to be flexible. But I've learned through all this that it's the little things that can really derail every plan that you put together. Mm -hmm. You need those people that are willing to get into the weeds, those people that are willing to kind of really dig in deep and, and find the small little obstacles that you might not see because I'm, like I said, I'm an, I'm an orange green person. So like I'm going forward, I'm driving, I'm, we're going to get through this and we're going to make it. I'm hundred percent cheering everybody on, but I need those people. I need to surround myself. And exactly what they said, it, it takes a team. I need people to support me. And I have the good people around me who are those people that are willing to get in the weeds and really kind of dig through things and find those little details that I might be missing that could throw us off. And it's about building that team. It's about bringing yep. everybody together, <laughs> keeping exactly what Jamie said, the main thing, the main thing, and focusing on what we need to do. But you got to make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people to keep driving yourself forward. That's it. I said last week that leaders, if what, whatever news you're sharing with your staff, if it's considered breaking news, you've already missed the mark. I mean, if they don't already have an inkling of what's going on because they weren't part of the decision making, you've already lost them. So before you start announcing anything, before you send out that breaking news alert via newsletter, s'more, whatever, you better pause, get some input, get some people to give some feedback, listen to their feedback, do something with their feedback, then send it out. And I'm just going to respond to Kristen real quick because she's always in the weeds. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I have an opening for a first grade and fifth grade position. I'm just mentioning that if you're working <laughs> in North Carolina. That's awesome. Jamie, what about you? What's the uh, what's the most important thing you've learned and how is it going to be uh, something that you're going to use this fall to be more successful? Um, let's see. The most important thing? I don't know. There have been so many things. Um, the first thing I learned, though, was that I wasn't as tech savvy as I thought. Um, yeah, I used to think that I just knew everything there was to know about um digital learning virtual learning blended learning whatever you want to call it remote learning and when we suddenly shut down i realized i was like oh i really need to kind of get my life together like i really don't know what i don't know um and i i think that um that's really what a lot of teachers feel like 
because we kind of felt like um, the rug was just pulled out from under us because what we were doing like every day, just our norm, we kind of were like, it was like um, automatic pilot. Like we knew, like we get up, we go to the classroom, like we teach, like my life was on really on automatic pilot. I knew I was gonna get up, go, First thing in the morning, I know I was going to talk to some parents, then I'm going to go and visit some classrooms, talk to some children. And so um, during this time, like we're like at home and you're like, okay, so what do I do with my life? Um, and so what I've learned is that we have the opportunity to create something better. And so if we could just get out of our own head and just think about like, what could we do? um to make it better and so intentionality has become like my new thing i have to intentionally make sure that i reach out to all of my staff um those go-to children um like i went and visited one of my children's house uh, houses and i text i texted her mom and i was like hey i want to go by and visit her um and she was like i said you know i miss her like I would see her, we had check-ins like three times a day and like, I don't see her. And so I feel like I need to come and see her. Is that okay? And so we like plan like a little surprise visit um, for me to see her. So just those intentional connections, the relationships, like um, I sent um, a goodie box to uh, one set of children, uh, one student, I would treat her every Thursday. Um, uh, and so, I was like, I missed uh, I missed our check-in. So I mailed her like a box of goodies and said, hey, here's your stuff for the month. Um, just to just to keep those, just those small um, routine things that would happen during the day. I sent another set of like uh, fruit snacks to um, one of my teacher's children. Every day he would come in and say, hey, how was your day? Um, is everything okay? And he would like check in on me every day. And then I and he was like, "Oh, do you have some fruit snacks? I want some fruit snacks." And so I sent him a box of fruit snacks. Um, and we had been home for like thirty days, and I just I I you know I text his mom like, "Hey, what's your address? I want to send something to uh, to Caleb." And she was like, "What?" I was like, "I want to send something to him." I said, "You won't understand it." I said, "But I promise, as soon as he opens the box, it's just gonna be like the best thing ever." And he was just she sent me a video of his face. And it was just bringing a little normal into like the chaos that we have. And so anytime you can uh, continue just the normal things that you were doing before life shut down for everyone, I think that's just, those are the best words of wisdom that I can give. So just think about whatever, what you would do. I love that, Jamie. You know, we've gotten a bunch more questions. Unfortunately, we are kind of approaching the top of the hour. Um, we all, before we came live, were discussing that, we, that that each one of us have very busy days. I want to be respectful of your time. If you had a question that did not get answered today that you're posting the daily drop-in, I really would love to encourage you to take all this advice and reach out to these people individually. Dave, Rob, Jamie are so approachable. They are always around to help people. And um, this is a really great space to not only make a new connection for your morning, but hopefully make a new connection for the rest of your week, the rest of your time in education, continue to grow your PLN. So before we go, would you guys mind, I'd love for you to share again um, where people can stay connected to you, like where can they follow you on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you prefer. And then if any of you have books, podcasts, anything, I'd love for them to also be aware of those because 
the more they can stay connected to you, um, the better. And you can learn through so many different avenues now. Um, one of the things that will, uh, we did address at the very beginning, but obviously still relevant now is that all these educators are super active in our Teach Better family, whether it is the Teach Better administrative mastermind that you can join if you are any sort of leader in your building or just any other space in Teach Better, you'll find these spaces, they're, they're always around. So um, just know that there's a lot of opportunities to connect. Jamie, would you start us off by sharing where they can find you on Twitter and how they can stay connected to all the amazing things you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's um, JJJJ821. Um, you can always send me a direct message if you need to meet uh, with me or talk to me. Or you have a quick question about something. Uh, you can also uh, reach me on my website, digitalpdforyou.com. Um, on there, there is a, uh, a contact place where you can just send me a message on their email. It goes straight to me. Um, I have a podcast. Um, it's available like everywhere. Uh, it's just digital PD for you um, on everywhere. I post um, just one uh, nugget. Um, it starts with a question to help you reflect on one thing related to your teaching practice each week. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to that if you need that. Um, I have a book. Um, it's coming out in 10 days. Uh, it's actually called Educator Reflection Tips. Um, how often do you reflect on your practice? So the first volume is coming out. Um, and if you uh, just visit my website or follow me on Twitter, I'll let you know when it comes out. I'm excited about that. Um, and so... Yeah. Uh, and if you want, I mean, you can send me a direct message on Facebook. Uh, I'm just Jamie FW. Um, I'm very open. So just let me know. I like to help people. Uh, we appreciate that, Jamie. And we're so excited. I hope that we're able to all help celebrate your book. That's going to be a huge accomplishment. Rob, would you mind sharing out how they can stay connected and also uh, the all the other great things you do? <laughs> um, I'm available on Twitter. I do a lot on Twitter, rbriar51. And you can contact me there. You can send me direct messages. You can go to my website is uh, beyondthedeskleadership.com and there's a contact page there. Um, and then you can follow the podcast, which is uh, the Guiding Principles podcast. And it's just talking about leadership and celebrating uh, educational leaders. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing any books or anything crazy like that. So I just don't have that in me right now. So, but I'm always available and I know like living, living, I talk a lot now. And so, if you need me, I'm there. And so we set up Zoom calls and you're always more than welcome to connect. And I love chatting with people. So I love it. And uh, hashtag Team Schmidt. What are your what are your details? Yeah. So uh, my contact info is how do I do this? Right there. Uh -huh. So just type that in. But most of you already already have that. So uh, I'm going to give you my phone number one more time for those that don't have it. Seven, three, four, three, seven, seven. Like you don't have it, Ray. Seven, three, four, three, seven, seven. 3457. Text me. That's probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. Text me. Call me so we can actually talk. So it's a two-way conversation. Um, and just to address one last question that I saw in there, because I'm going to save some time for that. The best way to teach science, math, social studies right now in this time is through questions, not necessarily giving answers. Ask questions. The only way to learn science is to do science. So ask the questions. Use the availability of time right now to let the kids figure out the answers. So back to you, Ray. And collaborate. I love it. Don't forget to collaborate. I mean, yes. you've got great people in your schools. You should have your art teacher and your um, math teachers, and you should be getting together with them 
like one of the things that we're purposely doing is we have Mondays and Tuesdays, we'll have kids in school. Wednesdays, we're off. Thursday and Friday, we have kids in schools. Um, but that Wednesday, we're doing PLCs and we're getting everybody together and we're just collaborating, building lessons and activities and because everybody needs to be involved in that. So our librarian to our art teacher to our music teacher, you got to pull it all together. So it's really kind of building those teams. But, you know, I also wanted to say one thing, Ray. Did you all notice, like, I used to watch Jerry Brooks videos and, you know, like when, in school. And like that was one of the things I learned about this whole pandemic is school is really boring when there's not kids or teachers in the building. Like I literally, you know, I was flying drones around the school part of my summer because I was making videos and stuff. But it, it's really, you know, kids and teachers are the essence of the school and you really need them to be here. And so I'm really looking forward to just getting people back in my building. Oh, so exciting. I appreciate that, Rob. There's so many educators that are so excited to get back. I know my school is officially open for teachers to like finally walk into their classrooms. I haven't been in my classroom since I think April, the first week of April, uh, when I was able to go in for like 15 minutes, right? And so I cannot wait to like have that feeling again. I love the building I work in, so I cannot wait. I do want to give a shout out before we log off that tomorrow's daily drop-in is with so many amazing friends. I hope you guys can join us. We're so appreciative that Dave, Rob, Jamie, you joined us this morning. Tomorrow we have Sammy, Livia, and Kate joining us for a daily drop-in. All amazing educators from all around the world, and uh, they have so much to share. So I hope all of you listening continue to join these daily drop-ins happening every single morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern, or for all the normal people, it's 8 a.m. Central. And um, <laughs> we'll continue to be here for questions. So even if you didn't have a question today, guess what? We're going to be here tomorrow. So when you get different news from your administration or the whole world changes, we are still going to be here, still be your brainstorm partners. And uh, we really do believe in our family, this network. And we're so appreciative that each and every one of you are a part of it. So guys, thank you again for being a part of the morning coffee for the daily drop. And we really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for inviting us. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, for everyone else, we will see you tomorrow.